Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the second episode of Lifeline. I am your host, Sarah Wilkie, and today in this episode, we're going to be talking about getting to know God. The first episode I released was kind of just a get to know me. I wanted you all to have knowledge of my background in life, and I just, I want this podcast to be a place where I just speak God's truth and not my own, not anyone else's, but God's truth. And I want this to be a place where you can go when you need advice or when you're struggling with something in life. I have listened to so many podcasts in my life that have truly changed my life. So like I kind of said before, I want this to just be able to reach those people that the Lord is tugging on your heart to come home. Or maybe you are already home, but just to excel in your faith. I kind of find myself in a place where I'm like flatlining, you know, like where your faith, you're like kind of just going through the motions and you forget to be intentional or you stop being as intentional as you were. And I've struggled with that so many times, feeling like I'm just on a plateau with my faith. And I want this to be a place where you can come to listen and grow closer to God and that this would help you in your life. And I want to show you how to let God be your lifeline. So let's talk about God. Do you actually know God or do you just know of him? Me personally, I just knew of God. I knew he existed. I knew I believed in him. But like I kind of shared in the first episode, I kind of just had my parents' faith. And I truly didn't know God's characteristics. What is he like? I knew nothing other than he was powerful and he sent his son to die for us and that he was almighty. Like I really just didn't know who God is. I called myself a Christian for my whole life. Yet I was constantly choosing to live in sin and live for the world. As Christ followers, we are called to live in this world, not of this world. And so I found this verse in 1 John, and it says, No one who lives in him keeps on sinning. No one who continues to sin has either seen him or known him. And that's 1 John 3, 6. When I read this, when I read this, I was totally taken aback. And it just revealed to me how much that I did not actually know God up until not that long ago, because I would continue to blatantly sin and continue to blatantly do that, knowing that he forgave me, but I didn't know him. Or when I started to read Proverbs, I think I started to get to know God and know why he creates these quote unquote rules. A lot of people, I think, view sin as this is what God tells us we can't do. We can't do this. We can't do this. We can't do that. But I want to rebel against it because I want to do that. And I want to live in freedom. And I just want to do what I want to do. But I think as I've gotten to know God and read his word and spend time with him, you learn that those quote unquote rules that he makes aren't to just tell us we can't do things. They're genuinely to protect us and protect our heart and for our own good. If he makes those rules in our lives, it's either one, because he knows it's not what's best for us and he has something better. Or two, he's trying to protect us from unnecessary hurt. I think we see this a lot in in heartbreak. Overall, as I got to know God, I realized why he has these um, commandments for us, why he set those in place. And it's because he loves us and he wants what's best for us, not because he wants to withhold us from fun or from good things. If God is withholding us from something, it's because he has something better for us. And getting to know him, I got to better understand why am I doing the things that I do? And I'm doing them because I love him. Like this verse says, no one who continues to sin has either seen him or known him. 
And obviously we're sinners. We're still going to mess up every day, but it's looking like repentance to him every day and like acknowledging our sins. Lord, I messed up again and remembering that his mercies are new every morning, but also in repenting, we're not just called to say, Ooh, sorry, Lord. Repenting is genuinely saying I messed up Lord and turning from whatever that sin is. And you may not be successful right away, right? Like sometimes you're still going to struggle with that sin, but it's trusting in the Lord. He will give you the strength to come out on top from those circumstances and to overcome this sin that has chains on you. Kind of like I talked about before, um, how I just lived in sin, but also called myself a Christian. I would say I genuinely didn't know who God was when I was doing that. But I would say that I always felt a nudge of conviction every time I drank or I did something that I knew wasn't right. Um, And I think a lot of this came from my family. Like I was raised in a wonderful Christian home and they really, they were able to create a moral compass kind of in me that maybe I still did those things, but every time like the Holy Spirit would convict me. But I just think that I did not understand what that was. And just let it pass and continue to live in that sin and continue to do those things. God, the creator of this universe who created you, me, the flowers, the clouds, the birds, the lions, every single thing, the creator left us a book behind. When we get into the word, it's not just something we read, right? And goes over our head. It's something we should read, learn, and apply in our lives. And I couldn't give you any better piece of advice than to get into your word. He will transform you. And if you pray this prayer, Lord, please transform me from the inside out. I prayed that prayer consistently when I was reading Proverbs. And when I truly started my own relationship with Jesus, I prayed and I prayed and I prayed for him to transform me on the inside out. And I didn't even notice. And it was the coolest thing because one of my roommates here at college said to me one day, it is so evident that you're on fire for the Lord. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's crazy how incredible I feel and how close to God I feel as I'm praying this prayer, as I'm getting in his word every day, as I'm spending silent time with him. And I think sometimes more often than not, it's so hard for us to do that consistently, but yet it's so easy for us to slip and not read our word for three days. And I will be the first to admit of being guilty to do that. And then I don't realize that it's been four days since I've been in my word, but I I reflect on those last four days when I, I wasn't in my word and it's like something was missing. It's like maybe I wasn't completely fulfilled that day because I didn't read the word. And every single day, no matter whether it's a good day or bad day, if I got in my word, I still felt full and fed. When I dug into his word, it shifted my heart completely. The convictions that were once just a nudge became a shove. So much so that my heart could not handle both my old sinful ways and growing in the way that God desired me to. I had to choose. In a lot of podcasts I've listened to or messages or sermons, whatever, They say the worst place to be is one foot in the world and one foot with Jesus because you have, you have enough Jesus to realize that the world is not the right way, but you still have some of the world to not fully be committed to Jesus. And I don't know if I butchered that, but I think I heard it from the Becoming Something podcast, which shout out I love. If you're also looking for a podcast to grow in your faith, Becoming Something is a great podcast. Anyway. Ephesians 4, 22 through 24 says, you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, 
which is corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds, and to put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. This verse is a lot, so I'm going to kind of talk about parts of it. Um, The big idea is that you are a new creation once you give your life to Christ. The coolest, well, one of the coolest things about him is he could turn the worst person in the world, like robber, murderer, anything like that. He still forgives them and can completely redeem their lives. I've seen him work in my life and how he has redeemed me. And it's incredible how much he can change you if you allow him to. A part of the verse says to be made new in the attitude of your minds. If the creator of the universe can forgive your sins, you're going to have to forgive yourself too. And so when it says the attitude of your minds, you have to actually see yourself as a new creation to move on. Because if you're like, yeah, God forgave me, but you know, I'm still thinking about this one time that I really messed up and I did this really bad thing. That is not what God calls you to be. He calls you to be a new creation. That was your old self. That was your old ways. You have to step into your new self and your new ways and adapt in this process called sanctification. We want to become more like Jesus every single day. And we can't become more like Jesus every single day if we're so caught up in our past. If we leave a foot in our past, we will not be able to have a fruitful future. Because if you are staying in the past, reminiscing on every bad thing you ever did, God already forgave you. He already gave you new mercies every single morning. The attitude you have in your mind is so important. The way you think about yourself is so important in building habits. And I read this book, The Power to Change, and it is so good. I would also recommend that if you're truly struggling with how to change a habit, how to change the way that your mind thinks, this is an incredible book. And he says, we do what we do because of what you think of you. So if I think, oh, I'm a terrible person, I've done so many bad things. I'm not going to be able to fully become who God wants me to be. If I my mind is constantly thinking about who I was and that I can't be changed, I can't be forgiven, I'm too far gone. No one is too far gone for God. No one. Paul was a disciple that wrote a lot of books in the New Testament. And before God came to him and saved his life, he was murdering Christians. I mean, this dude was bad. He was murdering Christians. And once God saw him and transformed his heart and he gave his life to God, once he gave his life to God, he stepped out of his old ways and into his new ways. And this man went on to save so many people's lives and write so many letters to churches and saving people. This man was an incredible disciple and he started as a murderer. So there is so much power and the attitude of your mind, and how you see yourself, and how you think of yourself. Your old ways do not define you anymore. You don't have to be sick to your stomach thinking about all the horrible things you've ever done, because you have a clean slate. Jesus died on the cross so that that could be wiped away. It was easier for me to keep sinning because I didn't know him. When I dove into his word, I saw him, I felt him, and I heard him, and my constant prayer was that he would transform my heart from the inside out. And he completely answered. And it all started internal. It all started with me getting in the word. And it all started with me spending time with him. Soon enough, I wasn't doing any of my old ways because I stepped into the new creation that he told me I am. That being said, it doesn't mean I don't struggle and we don't sin and we don't slip up. Once we say that, yes, it's not going to be perfect. 
God doesn't expect you to be perfect. But when we do mess up, he wants you that to bring you closer to him, not push you away from him. So when you find yourself struggling and sinning in those old ways again, your old self, bring it to him, lay it at his feet and surrender because we cannot change all by ourselves. No matter how hard we try, we can't. Our willpower will eventually run out. We need God's power to help us continue through and continue in our new ways. 1 John 5, 14 says, This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. God heard me when I prayed that prayer to transform me from the inside out. He answered my prayer more than I could ever hope or imagine. As I have come to know God through reading his word, I pray constantly that he would search my heart and show me where I am not following his will over my life. Because I think it's important to also note sometimes we aren't aware of the sins that we have. My roommate one time was like, hey, can we not talk um, bad about her anymore? It's like, I just don't think we should. And that was something I didn't even know that I struggled with. I didn't even know that I struggled with, you know, uh, talking bad, I guess, about someone because I was just so frustrated. But I also heard this quote one time and it said, if you talk to people about a person, you'll grow to hate the person. But if you talk to God about the person, you'll grow to love them. And I think that that is so powerful. Side note in this, that is something I struggled with talking to people about a person and still struggle with because yeah, you want your feelings to be justified. You want you to be right. How can we let something get to us about a person if they don't know? If they don't know God and they're blatantly walking in this sin, how would they know? Just as I blatantly walked in sin because I didn't know God. It's like someone getting frustrated with me for doing that when I didn't know him. How would I know? Friends, I come to you today to tell you not to settle. Don't settle for an unfulfilling life filled with depression, anxiety, and fear. God is waiting for you patiently. He has much more for you, more than you could ever hope or imagine. He has a fulfilling life with endless joy, peace, and love waiting for you right around the corner. No burden, no past, no mistakes, no shame are too big for him to handle. He loves you as you are. He doesn't ask you to clean up before you come to him. He just wants you to come to him. And he just wants you to get to know him. And then he says, hey, could I come inside your heart? Could I clean up a little bit? He is a gentleman. He is patiently waiting for you to answer the door. Step into the new creation you are. Walk with me on this journey of becoming all that God has created you to be. Come and discover the unwavering love, peace, and joy. Let go of your old self because God can redeem you just like that. But you have to let him. You can't stay in your old ways if you want him to change you, if you want to be transformed. You can't expect to grow if you're doing the same thing every day that's not helping you grow. That's maybe hindering you or it's maybe just keeping you right there and you're just not moving. Let me help you out of the pit you're in. And maybe you're not in a pit and maybe you're just at a stagnant point in your relationship with the Lord. Or I don't know where you are. Let me help you elevate and grow your relationship with Jesus. Let's pursue a holy and righteous and pure life for Christ who fully knows and loves you. He fully knows you already. He created you. He took nine months to create you in your mother's womb. God created the heavens and the earth in what six days. 
and he took nine months to carefully form you and knit you in your mother's womb. You are fully known and loved. So spend some time getting to know him because I promise you it's worth it. And when you get to know him, to know him is to love him. Let God be your lifeline. Thank you for joining me again. We'll see you next week.